love. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. It's nice weather. I was going to say like summer. It does. It doesn't feel like summer in LA. <laughs> what does it feel like? It feels like winter. <laughs> it's, I'm wearing a sweater because. Yeah, I'm like, why are you wearing a sweater? It's been great the last month and rainy. Mm. Well, <laughs> the sun barely comes out late in the afternoon, just in time for sunset. <laughs> it's one of those weird years. I mean, every year is weird, I guess, but more moisture is never bad. Yes. Especially in our side of the world. I know. Um, so I haven't had a chance to check and see if the others are coming. Let's take a look real quick. Sophie said. Okay, so Sophie should be here. Daisy didn't say anything, so we'll see. But do you, you were here first, so do you want to go first? You know what I have yet because I don't have a particular one. And you know, we it's have okay. Um, that's true. <laughs> Just tell. Let's let's use this as a precursor for this for that call to figure mm -hmm. out um, where we want to focus. So we have we don't have to spend the first thirty right. minutes of that call deciding what we want to be working on. So tell me what's going on in your life. I just finished the show over the weekend. That How'd it go? went really well. Good. And so I'm still on the recuperating part. Yeah. Um, but I know at the back of my head, I'm already planning my holiday season because summertime is usually my, you know, action based, holiday based things mm -hmm. that I want to do and on top of that I also still want to do that collaboration that you know we've talked about yeah yeah so summertime if we're thinking about what's go summer is a weird time because people are really trying to like have summer yeah but at the same time, not wanting to lose momentum or uh, hopefully even gain some momentum in the meantime while all of this is happening, right? Mm -hmm. So on that spectrum of how much am I trying to gain, I guess would are we trying to just coast and have a, like, I'm just gonna maintain what I've got going right now, or are we trying to grow during the summer months? Yeah. Neither answer is wrong. Um, right now, to, after the show last weekend, I actually, I got a lot of new subscribers. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of new followers that 
I want to nurture so that I know they stay all the way, especially comes the holiday to kind of groom them to connection. That's one of my goals that I want to do. But at the same time, like you said, summertime, everyone wants to vacay and to summer. Yeah. So, so um, I guess if you I'm, are answering my question, it sounds like the answer is not lose any of the momentum I've gained, but not necessarily spike it. Is I think accurate? so. Okay. Yeah, not make anything revelation or, you know, right. anything big in you. Yeah, so the main thing that you are telling me you want to focus on is nurturing these new leads mm -hmm. or new ideal art buyers, whichever they are. Yes. Okay, great. What else? Anything else? Um, yeah, just holiday prep. And I'm still not like dipping in my toes all the way in the collaboration part because I have yet time, found time because of the show. So now I will. Um, and I'll still want to do it, whether it be during the summer and maybe do another one right before fall also. Mm -hmm. So I think those are four or three of my goals going on. Oh, look, I want to see if we have these written down. By the way, while we're while I'm looking for something, love, this is Sophie. Sophie, this is love. Oh, hi. Hello. Sophie. Hi. Daisy nice stepped too. away so we can introduce her in a little bit. Um why don't you guys tell each other just a tad about who you are real quick while I pull this up. Love sure. First. Uh, yeah. Um. Hi. Is your real name Love? Is that your mm -hmm. real first name? Yeah. Really? Your mom gave you that name? Uh huh. Amazing. Good for you. Um. So yeah. So I'm based in the uh, UK. Um. But I'm oh I'm a Chinese. So I was born in China, and then I used to live in America, and then I moved to the UK. Um. I started my artist journey last year uh, before I was working in corporate finance. So it's a new path uh, here, but um, it's joy. Um, yeah, love to meet you. Oh, great. How about I you? I live in LA. Um, I'm a fine artist. I've been doing this since, I don't know, college. <laughs> and okay, cool. finally decided to you make it a full-time, I want to say, six years ago. Yeah. I didn't realize it was so long ago. I didn't either, because I feel like... <laughs> no, you did. <laughs> yeah. So your paint, is that your painting is beautiful on the wall? Is yeah, that that's a work in progress piece. Okay, it's beautiful. Hi, Daisy. And I keep... Do you guys know each other? Hi. Yeah. I know love, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. We did uh, Deanne's mastermind together. Yep. Oh, mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> so you know each other pretty well. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Okay, so let's do this again. 
Goals for the summer, love. Goals for summer. What order would you put them in? Um, the collaboration, a plural. <laughs> mm -hmm. And okay. the nurturing the new subscribers, art collectors, followers and holiday prepping. Okay, so just so I'm clear, when we say holiday prepping, we are talking about? Um, product logistics, how it's like- Like for winter, like Christmas yeah. time holiday? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so if we were to spend an hour and maybe we can do more than that, or maybe we can do more than one thing in an hour, but if we were to spend an hour coming up with a really solid plan for one of those three, which one would you prefer to spend the time on? I think the holiday prep because mm. of all of the, the planning okay. and then the execution and then, yeah, those are, and then the marketing afterwards. Because okay, so if we could cover the planning, execution and marketing afterwards, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. And if we did those three things, what would make you feel like we successfully planned? Let's start with planned. Say it again. <laughs> what would make you feel like we had a successful session together around planning? Like what tangible thing walking away from this would you want? I think really nar narrowing down my choices on what products I really want to push. Okay. What about execution? I want a timeline because I need to get proofs and whatnot. So I want to make sure I give myself plenty of time for that because yeah it creeps up and next thing you know, I don't have time to market because I just got the products. Sure, sure. Okay, and then the marketing afterwards, what would be your goal to walk away from with that? I want to make sure that there is enough warm marketing, like plenty of time and at the same time, like the real push way before everything needs to really start in terms of the holiday season in a way. Because most of my sales are really in person comes holiday and I want to do or amped up my sales for holidays online as well, at mm -hmm. least by, I don't know, 30% at least. Okay, or cool at least 10 percent <laughs> increase 10 to 30 percent 
Yeah. Just um and there's something else. I wanted to add to this, look at what's worked before so we can mm. take new ideas we want to try, plus making sure what we have has worked before, we also implement that. Right. Yeah. That's that's cool. All right. That is a good plan. I'll move on to somebody else right now. And then um, if a question like in the meantime comes mm -hmm. up, feel free to bring it up. But yeah, just know that we're going to go over all this later today. Sounds good. Cool. Daisy, Sophie, who wants to go next? Um, yeah, I, I can go. Okay, um, I have a bunch of things, but most important thing, let's focus on that one. Jessica, I really need your guidance on why my art is now selling at all. Yeah. So okay. perhaps like what are some of the factors I should be looking at? You know, I have been right. doing the things on like visibility and also having conversations and email lists, all those things. So I just want to just think about, okay, what could I do differently? Yeah, let's, let's do some troubleshooting today. Does okay. that sound good? Yeah. I think that's a good idea. All right, let me pull up your deck. Um, all right, so you've been having lots of conversations. Let's start with that. Yeah. What's happening inside of those conversations? Like, what does that look like? So you okay, give me an example or two example well i'm just thinking of two, two people i can just talk. it's a similar trend it's like similar uh, um theme so basically people are very interested in my message and my journey but no one is actually buying my art um yeah. that's basically the theme and it's it quite consistent sometimes i suspect it's because the people in my existing orbit is still, you know, my corporate finance world. Now, of course, you know, these people can buy art too, but it's also because of my own journey back then, because that was kind of, I didn't go through my healing journey. So I feel that the kind of energy I had, I, I attracted in my life is not the necessary, the kind of soul I connect to that my art connect to now. There are one or two people, like a couple of people that's different, um, but it's really rare. I feel that's what's going on, but I don't know. I can't prove that. Well, yes, that's speculation and maybe it's wrong and maybe it's right. I don't know. But what I'm really interested right in this very moment is can you actually break down a conversation? Like we went for coffee. She asked me this. I told her this, like, can you, and you don't have to give me every single bit of detail, but like, can you kind of share that interaction with me? Yeah. Um, an example of uh, this lady um, I had coffee with, 
So again, she basically asked me, you know, what's going on? Oh, and she's very excited of my journey, you know, my BBC interview. And then she saw my art on Instagram. And then she kind of kindly even gave me some idea of, oh, you can explore this, or you can look at these art fairs, or you can do some collab or do some retreat. I think you'll be really great at it. You know, that's one example. And another lady actually I do connect with, uh, it's a new friend. It's the same thing, you know, the auto, she talked about, we had a long conversation, but the focus was on the healing, you know, the mm -hmm. heart center yeah. of my messages. And then again, she was very supportive of my journey. And then she's like, oh, I... I saw this gallery doing new artist competition. It seems a good niche for you. So that kind of things. That's yeah. basically. And then so they're the really other... interested, and then they are wanting to support you and help you and like make sure that you succeed. But they're more like wanting to be a partner than a customer it's kind of what exactly it like. yeah, I, yeah i feel like i haven't found my customer i also started my first uh, newsletter you know i sent it okay. out so again um quite some oh my open rate actually was like 90 percent right but mm. of course it's a small small list but 90 percent and then people who hasn't got my newsletter if i told them i'm sending one they ask have you seen it yet but so they are interested but no yeah. one actually says, oh, I'm interested in your art. In the newsletter, I even included, you know, find my art, attach my art as well. So that click rate is quite low. You know, the link to my art, that click rate is very low. And no one come back to inquire about my art. Yeah. Okay. Well, a couple things. Let's explore a couple things here. Um, number one. Where do I want to start? We have yet to do any in-person things, right? You started to do one and then kind of backed out at the end for different reasons. Oh, that one, I, yeah, I couldn't get ready in that one. That was too you couldn't get short. ready in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so besides conversations, Mm -hmm. The second best, or maybe even the first, I don't know. So interchangeable. Um, the other best way to start selling art or to get a lot of feedback about what people are interested in, what they're not interested in, is yeah. those in-person shows. Whether or not it feels like this is the perfect opportunity, I would really love to see you do anything along those lines. So those people who are sharing their ideas with you, yeah. I want you to like be really, I know you are very studious, but I want you to like take that piece studiously and write down all of their suggestions and use those as places to go and look and see which opportunities feel right for me. And even less of a filter than this is a perfect opportunity or not, but would this work for me to start going out and getting my art in front of people so that I can get the feedback that I need? Mm. Those in-person opportunities, 
I think I've told you this before, but um, they provide visibility, they provide opportunities to nurture, and they provide opportunities to sell slash find leads. What you've found is a lot of ideal art buyers who can turn into leads, but they aren't leads yet. Yeah. Well, we need our leads. Leads happen. quickest from bravery. So there's this saying, repeated bravery is the shortest, is the, is the best shortcut. That's, that's what it is. And I don't think that you're not being brave. You definitely are. You're going out and you're reaching out to your network that um, is from another world than you at this point. And you're putting yourself out there. You're talking about your art. What they are able to provide to you in return are opportunities that they think would help you along your way. Mm -hmm. So that's what we've been getting from them. So those are our next threads to follow. Right. If we follow those, they will lead to more opportunities. Opportunities lead to leads. So I'd really like to see you follow some of those threads. Yeah. So um, in terms, so in person. So last time on one of our calls, we talked about you know I should really look into the fair, and I've done a lot of research. I really struggle with that because the ones that I feel okay, this is very interesting. Also, I have some awareness because I used to live in London, mm -hmm. and those are the shows that cost like. 2000 US dollar to attend. I don't right? think you're, I don't think you should be doing that. And then, yeah, That's exactly. I, mean. I will lose money, right? And then I look at the smaller one. I just do not know why I really struggle to find the right one. I think part of it is because a lot of summer show has already closed like months ago, you know? Mm -hmm. So now I'm really looking at fairs in the autumn, like from, you know, September, October onwards. Uh, so that's one. And then they then perhaps I can take some more local ones in our like region. But again, like I just struggled to find the the first to go. Um, I think logistically also because I don't drive and now I live in the countryside, so I really struggle to go yeah. to just go to the market. I think there's two things one is logistics are a thing that's that's a real thing also yeah. i think that there's a lot of possibly tell me if i'm wrong internal resistance to doing them because if i do then fill in the blank Actually, no i don't feel that way I you don't feel that no, I just couldn't find the right fair. And then the logistic thing is real because there are like small ones. Oh, this village, I mean, we call it basically suburb of America. This village is doing this, you know, market, summer market. There are a lot of that. You could mm -hmm. really could get a start. That's a great place to start. I, I literally do not know how could I possibly trust because one problem also, of course, with watercolor, you need to, to get frames and you have to have all those things. I don't know how I can transport them if I don't have a car, I take a taxi, then I lose money basically because mm -hmm. it's in the countryside. It's very expensive to take a taxi, long trip. Um, 
I, I like I I'm quite kind of stuck with logistics. It sounds kind of ridiculous, but that's kind of how how you know it's a, it's a real thing for me. Uh, logistics, yeah. which is my strong my strengths to begin with. You know, I've never been good with logistics. So couple so of I like I could keep going down this road, but I want to pause for a minute and I yeah. want to ask both Love and Daisy if they have any particular thoughts regarding your situation, what they would do. And if not, that's okay. I just feel like this is a good I, community place to start. I definitely feel the pain of not having that mobility, that transport, because <laughs> that's a, it's a blockage. But just like any other blockage, I feel like there are other options like you said, a cab may not be feasible, but if also this is like also maybe a mindset, if you really do want to make it happen, maybe stand, spend a weekend in the city so that you're only going there one time, hauling all your stuff. And at the same time, you get a break. That's mm. one thing I could think of. Um, or collaborate online and do a virtual art fair or art show along with you know other artists or just with yourself yeah that's yeah okay thank you Daisy do you have anything to add to that I feel like I missed part of that while I was getting my coffee <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's why you need coffee <laughs> <laughs> Long, long story short, basically, you know, I'm struggling to sell my art and I'm a new artist, but the f I'm developing, but my art isn't that bad, according to what people say, at least it's unique. Um, but one thing I tried to get logistical advice is to go to some fairs and I couldn't. In person. The ones okay. are either too expensive or I, I'm stuck with logistics. So. Do you have any suggestions of other opportunities or what you would do in my situation? Um, when I was looking at selling my art in person and trying to figure out if I wanted to do fairs and festivals, I started, yeah. found a local, um, they, they called them pop-ups, pop-up markets. Um, right. Here in Atlanta, there's a little like artsy kind of young hip part of town and every um, every few Saturdays, I can't remember if it was once a month or whatever, but they would do a Saturday, Sunday pop-up market. And, um, you know, it would be artists, uh, some crafts, people would have, you know, vintage things that they had, uh, mm. like curated and whatever it was, it was very, the, the spectrum was very wide, but mm -hmm. it was inexpensive. I think it was $30 to participate. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so my, my investment was very low. And so other than the $30 booth fee, I just needed like a little pop-up tent, which they didn't have any regulations. It didn't have to be some big fancy tent, like at festivals and stuff. So I think I got, mm -hmm. I think I got a little pop-up tent for like 40 bucks at Walmart. And it just, it was so right. easy. It was just popped right up. And then, um, I did, I think I did like three or four of those, um, to kind of gauge if I felt, 
not only would it be worth my time and effort and would I make some money at it, but that did I like doing it? Was that something I had energy and, and did I get joy out of that? Because if it's not something you enjoy, um, it's going to ruin your art. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? So you don't feel good about it. Right. Yeah. Um, and some people do prefer to have like, you know, to be represented by a gallery and have them handle like that whole piece of it. Um, so I think it just depends on what kind of person you are. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I loved making in-person connections with people who were buying my work and like hearing from them what they connected with. I think it helped me as an artist kind of like know um, what messages in my work were working and weren't working. Um, so I kind of like, without intentionally doing it, I kind of like gradually stepped up my game. So like I did the pop-ups, felt good about that and said, okay, next I'm gonna try um, doing, in the meantime, I was still applying to like group shows and stuff like that in galleries and exhibitions and other things. But, um, my, I set my sights on doing festivals. And so I went to some art festivals and kind of like scouted out, like, you know, that kind of thing, um, talked with other artists and then went down that route. And so that's kind of where I am today. Um, but I think, um, if I, if I were you and you're trying to decide if this is right for you, kind of like hit the ground running in terms of like, do some local research in little markets that fit with you that are kind of your vibe um, and uh, talk to the people who organize it and just start kind of like getting in that way to, and exploring um, kind of like low hanging fruit, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, to see if it's something that you want to do without having to commit to like, you know, art fairs are so expensive. Um, you know, yeah. and that's, that's a huge financial commitment, um, mm -hmm. for something that you may not even enjoy. Um, but some people just go straight for that too. I mean, I think it's all just like what you're willing and able to do. Mm. Yeah. So Sophie was saying like one of her biggest struggles is the logistics of figuring out which ones would work for her and how does she get there and all of that. And while I completely agree with Daisy, <laughs> yeah. like saying, um, find one that's your vibe and this and that, that may be even too high of an ask for right now. I just want you to get any momentum going. So yeah. like anything that you can go to, do it. But logistically, the issue is car. <laughs> is there any other logistics? Uh, for me, for me, it's mm -hmm. I think it's really the car because if I have a car, then I can, I can buy a cheap tent, as Daisy was saying. By the way, thank you so much. And then, you know, put all my art or frame everything in it, little things. But literally, I don't have a car, but I don't have a UK driver's license. And mm -hmm. then literally in the countryside, again, there, I mean, I think this is really, really helpful. There actually, there are a lot of local village doing this, really doing that, that kind of local market thing throughout the summer. Yeah. I just don't know how to get there. And taxi, it would just to be too expensive round trip in the countryside. I lose money. Do you have any friends that you would be they willing live, to yeah, ask they favors of? Yeah, area? that's a good point. I mean, my past friends, they all live in London. No one has a car. 
And then in the country, I'm starting to make new friends, but not enough to say, oh, can you go to the art fair with me? And then can you come to pick me up? Because then yeah. you also we have to load load all these things into, into their car, you know, everything. Maybe I should explore if there's any kind of service provider which will be still be cheaper than the car. Yeah. Yeah. I know it can be difficult in the country. I also live in the country and I'm not even positive I can get a cab. I think I can. Yeah. I'm not it's sure too, though. Yeah. Um, so but no, if we, that, we can take that off the table, yeah, but yeah. I think that that is your shortest route to gaining momentum. Okay. So I, I know that we keep bringing it up, but I really want you to do your best to find, make a list of opportunities and okay. brainstorm. How could I make this one happen? How could I make this one happen? Um, because we only online but there's just not much there yet and even if there was a lot there it's just significantly more difficult to start making sales from instagram than it is from connections and relationships and meeting people at certain opportunities um not to not to interrupt um i was just thinking one of the very very first shows i did was just like a little, um, like it was more of a social event. It was like a ice cream social and an artist brought their artwork and, um, they had a little display grid and set up for you. So all I had to do was bring my artwork. And then like, I hung a few pieces on my little designated display grid. Um, and then I know like, for instance, in my little downtown city, there's a wine bar that's having an art show and, um, and I'm actually participating in that now. Um, it will be next weekend, but all I have to do is bring six pieces of my work and then I can bring enough to kind of put a display out and a table and then like a form of like payment processing and stay there. And if anything sells, it sells. But I think there are like small businesses that do things like that. Or mm -hmm. if you find a small business near you that looks like a good place that could host something like that, you could go propose something like that if you wanted to take on organizing something like that. But mm -hmm. um, just those are just some other kind of out of the box ideas um, that maybe you could look for keep your ears open for that's actually that a good idea i think some there are a lot of cafes here and and if i go to oxford i mean oxford is a proper town um there might be places that that you know like has the artsy vibe basically you are saying that i can ask or suggest you know i'm happy to for you to hand my art if it sells you can get this percentage and then you also, you know, in kind of help with your vibe, you know, make your space more creative. I think that's a good idea, actually. And some yeah. social events. I have two more that popped up while she was talking that I want to throw at you. Um, one is going to take us off track, but I'm going there anyway. Uh, all of these people that you've talked to that you have come back to me and said, they really loved my art. They loved this piece. They loved that piece, et cetera. I would like you to go back to them, phone call, Zoom, text, whatever, and say, 
hey, would you be willing to let me ask you a couple of questions? If you, um, and those questions could be like, I'm trying to figure out um, the overlap between what I really want to make and what people want to buy. Um, okay. Have you ever been interested in original artwork? You came to me, Sophie, the other day and said, well, what about t-shirts? You can do some market research on that. Would you be interested in a t-shirt? Is that something you would want? Like, what would you want if you were looking to buy a piece of art? And just talk to them about that. You can talk to them about, actually, I wouldn't go to pricing. Um, just, you said you love this. What do you love about it? Asking them those kinds of questions. Um, and just see where that goes. That may simply just give you more information about what should I be selling? Well, maybe I should be selling t-shirts. Maybe that's the thing. And I just need to get any momentum. And so I'll sell a t-shirt where I'm not going to make a whole lot of money off of it, mm -hmm. but it's going to boost my confidence and it's going to make me feel better. And so then I'm able to go do more. Okay. 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 Good. Um, and then the other thing was, shoot. Uh, paint more. I don't think that was the other thing, but I want you painting like all the time because you, if you're going to be doing the, all these opportunities, you're going to need a plethora of artwork to spread around. Yeah. And the more you paint, the more you're gonna feel like I'm I'm creating my style. I um, really love what I'm making, et cetera, et cetera. I do find I know I'm not probably I need to be quick because um, uh, run out for my uh, time slot. I do find myself painting, however, completely based on my how I feel. You know, when I feel darker, going through dark time. My painting to be more emotional and darker and brighter colors and there's always hope but then when i let go of what no longer serves me i feel like i start to paint more softer you know so <laughs> i mean of course i can still find some some commonality in terms of my style but i yeah. do i can't control that you know i just cannot stick to just one type of painting i keep changing in terms of what i paint it may be that um Part of you is still really at the beginning of what do I paint? Yeah, yeah. And so letting yourself explore is not necessarily a bad thing. On the flip side of that, if you are wanting to create cohesive marketing and displays, you need some cohesive work. So I think what I would do is put some limits on yourself. Not tons of limits, but um, I'm going to paint emotional abstracts and I'm gonna paint emotional landscapes, something like that. I'm just throwing that out there, two. And then you can decide on that day, which one do I feel like painting? And then we can be building mm -hmm. two collections at a time while giving yourself a little bit of 
room to explore because I think you have a little bit of rebel. Yes. In the, I will only do one thing and that's okay. We're going to work with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to just give me, give you a heads up. Just kind of want to be surprised just really quickly. You know, we talk about some supper club and we agreed it's not good to make big money, but it may bring some people, but also it can make some side income for me because I really no longer have the energy to do the financial consulting because just my vibe has changed. And yeah. then I had one, I had, I had, I threw a party recently. It's like very casual for me. It's like nothing. People have gone crazy. Local people, they were like, you have to launch a supper club because people are, are coming because there's no one cooking really good authentic Chinese food here and also presenting in very artistic way. And also I was very natural with hosting party. People really open up, have the conversation about message. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That yeah. That was so the I'm other thing that I was thinking started. is the people can come to you. That yeah. is an in-person event. You don't have yeah. to go anywhere. You don't have to pack anything. You can make some income yeah. off of it. Um, yeah. And your art can become a part of that. So um, as much as monthly, you could host yeah. one of those. Yeah, because it's just throwing dinner parties, which I, I love. And then there are just demand, like people are shouting, why are you not, you know, please, we're coming already. I just put in our village, like board, you know, village shop board, and there are a few market here. And in Oxford, there's all this board in this British countryside. Um, so it's easy marketing. Um, that's it. Just throw a few parties uh, on the side. Um, so I'm yep. going to do that just you're not surprised okay cool well thanks for everyone jessica and, and daisy and i hope your your comments are really helpful good i'm glad thank you guys for um jumping in there i appreciate it uh i am i wrote on your document host a monthly supper club brains or find your list of opportunities and brainstorm logistics for one at a time and yeah. then oh i forgot the uh research past people who loved yeah and i also wrote that your goal in all of this is to find leads both for supper club and for art and put on orbit list yeah okay what's all... this what's this document jessica orbit is list no this yeah, thing you are typing what is your... it your client accountability document. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll send you a link again. It's you see my point. Uh, it is, but I'll put it in the chat for you. Okay, cool. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Daisy, how are you doing today? I am doing good. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, good. I forgot I was on mute. <laughs> no, that's okay. No worries. Um, so let's see. Last thing we wrote in here, that was two months ago, but we were talking about creating a phone visual for your newsletter. Oh yeah, I did that um, for my um, for my digital download, which mm. I should work on, I need to work on June. Um, yeah, and we had also said test our new opt-in. 
which I think was related to the digital download, right? Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did get some more digital downloads the last time I did it, but I didn't get okay. any, um, I didn't get any opt-ins from it, but, um, but. How did you I promote it or did you promote it? Um, I promoted it mostly on Instagram because the people who are, because I've already got the people, you know, the people on my newsletter are already. I mean, they got the digital download, but I don't really have anywhere else. Well, I mean, I guess I'm posting on Pinterest. Um, there's not really, I guess, like to bring people in. I mostly bring people in from um, Instagram in stuff. And oh, then, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then festival. Festival's the big one, but. Um, yeah. But for this opt-in, I wasn't, it was when I was kind of in between festivals. So, ah, yeah, I should have, uh, I, could, I could talk more about that at festivals, I guess. I, I don't know necessarily that that's a thing you need at festivals because you've gotten really good at finding the people with the interest and asking them to enroll. Yeah. Um, which is harder to do online. And that so is. that's why you need the, or don't need, but it is helpful to have that opt-in extra thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look at your Instagram. When's the last time you promoted it? The last time I went? The last time you said anything about it. Um, about my digital downloads or about the op, like opting in, uh, well, opting in, I, I use that almost like I use it, you know, I use it leading up to my launch. Like I just did a drip launch at the very last Friday in May. Mm -hmm. And so like in all my posts leading up to that, I would say, you know, something about getting it on my email list and this and that. Um, I don't know if since then, I haven't posted much since the drip release. Cause I went on, I went to Texas and like, it's just been, I've, it's been hard to post. So yeah. I, I definitely need to make another call to action on those that Cause like all so years I'm looking. Yes. I'm at May 24th currently and granted I'm just scanning, but I haven't seen anything about an email list. Oh, there's one, but I almost missed it. That was May 21st. Okay. Um, so my feedback. Yes. Is that. Okay, now I see like pretty much all of these say email list, but that requires them opening up the caption and actually reading it and then taking action. Yeah, you think um, like. And I don't often open up the caption. I'm kind of like a quick scroller. Okay, so you think putting text like in the. So let's let's just start back at the beginning. Actually, I should do it online or on here so you guys can see what I'm looking at. I'm not just staring at the phone. 
You changed your handle to Daisy Ann Dixon. Uh, Daisy Ann dot, dot art. It's the same. Daisy Ann dot art. Uh, share screen. All right. So those are your pins. Let's look at your pins. Yes. Just a nice little interactive post. And then this is a about me, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. So that people kind of get a little introduction of who I am and what I do and why I do it. Okay, and then this one. Okay, so just really quickly, like the easiest next solution to this problem would be to pin April download at the top with the image. Join okay. my email list, click here or DM me your email address. Okay. Um, when you do that, you'll get this as a download to use for what can they use it for? Um, I think most people use it as like a wallpaper on their phone. As a phone uh, wallpaper, it can be a carousel, yeah. the next screen. I think that's what it I yeah. said on your paper was yeah. the mock-up of it on your phone. Um, maybe the next screen is, is there something else they can use it for? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I think that's like the main thing that people would use it for. I know that um, that I made it 72 DPI so that someone couldn't make a print from it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, because I just we had have... a really funny idea. I don't think you should probably do it, but I want to tell you anyway. Okay. Okay, so you know these where you, uh, paint and then it goes over and onto the frame. What if yeah. you had one of those where it was a screensaver and then you sold phone frames and it went off onto the phone frame? Oh, that would be cool. That okay. would be cool. <clears throat> random, random thought. Um, okay, so having a pin for every month, this is the digital download is Okay. Not going to solve all your problems, but it right. is going to make it more aware where people don't have to scroll and find and click and go under and all the things. Okay. Um, you have already gotten into the habit. Email list building is really about habits. Yeah. It's not sexy and fun. No. And like... <laughs> this thing that tons of people magically enroll overnight. Yeah. So one of, ooh, I would like to look at from your festivals, how many people you've actually gotten on your list. I think that that would be a, a cool number to have as a win on your board. 
Yeah, because I actually, you'll see it over time. I did. I did that. I put that on my win board, and I think for because I think in Slack we were counting by the month mm -hmm. there. Right. And I know one month I got twenty, and I and that was all from festivals. I think maybe two were from Instagram for my you know my call to action, and the rest were from festivals. And when I and like 20 doesn't seem like a lot to get from festivals, but when I think about how I've pared down my process to who I, in, and because I invite people to be on my email list, I don't just like Good. randomly like here, join my email list. Like if I have a conversation with someone where they take like real interest in my work and we have like a meaty conversation um, and for whatever reasons they're, you know, they're not, it's not the right time for them to buy art or they're, you know, making all these decisions or whatever, but we have some kind of like conversation of substance about my art. That's when I invite them to join my email list and 10 out of 10 times they join it. Um, so I, so even though 20 doesn't sound like a lot, I feel yeah. like the people who are on my list are like actually very interested and want to be there. They're not just like, you know what I'm saying? No, I totally sense? do. And okay. I don't want you saying, I know 20 doesn't sound like a lot because it, it does sound like a lot. 20 in a month. Okay. If you do that every <laughs> month, that's 240 people a year. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of it. It like adds that. up. Yeah, it does. Which is why I was saying like, I'd like you to go back and look at this festival season and see how many people okay. you actually added to your email list. Uh, but besides that, what other habits could we implement to find people for your email list? One of the things that I have started doing is when people follow me, I do this like on Mondays or Becky does this on Mondays, whichever one it is. I've given her like a list of criteria that say, I think this would be a good fit person for me. And so she'll go through whoever has followed me and send a message that I wrote to them. Okay. Um, which basically, and I, I know that this doesn't totally line up yet, but I'm just giving you all the information. Uh, it says something like, hey, thanks for the follow, compliment on a certain thing. Um, and then I also do this thing where I like to give a free resource or two. Do you have any interest in that? Half the people don't respond. Half of them say, yeah, sure. And then we go back and we have a conversation about, okay, well, tell me what's going on and let me see what I can find. And oh, I think this would be good for you, et cetera. Um, a lot of times the free thing that I offer them is something that I have for them to join my email list. Okay. So while you are not helping them solve a problem, how can we take that and make it yours? Okay. Um, and it could be as simple as saying, thanks for the follow. It means a lot to have your support, especially as an artist. Mm -hmm. um, I have a free download this month for a phone wallpaper. If you have any interest, let me know and I will get you a copy. Okay. And then if they say yes, you get their email address and sign them up. And then you're good to go. 
So the the thing that I feel like you might resist on that is you just told me, well, I don't just say that to anybody. I invite yeah. them once we've had a conversation. Yeah. Is that a resistance for you? Or no? No. No, I, I think that I think I have seen that new feature or newer feature to do automated messages on Instagram. Uh, Is that oh, so it's not it's not an it's automated really like that. Okay. No. Okay. If there's nothing wrong with automated messages, but people can smell them from a mile away. That is true. Um and unless you're getting 50 follows a week it's pretty doable to keep up with yeah and then it's still pretty yeah. doable because it's pretty yeah. much the same message you just find something that you well i find something that i like about them that's like a genuine compliment and that's the only real thing that i have to do different for each one okay because i yeah because my my follow-up question was like well then how if it's not an automated message how do you make it sound like it's not <laughs> an automated message especially like if a lot of profiles that follow me might be private so it's like i can't um even if they're private you can still see their name okay and i think simply using their name is pretty impactful like okay. I took the time to go find out what your name was and say thank okay. you. Okay. Um, that's one way. And maybe with the automated, there's a way to do that. I don't know. But a lot of people don't have their first name as their thing. So then yeah. it's like, hey, Jeanne Artist. Like, and it's obviously fake. We're not fake. Yeah. No, yeah. it's automated. Um, if there's anything that you can throw in there that shows that you are a real person talking to another real person like um i don't know much about you because your account is private but i still want to say thank you for the follow like even as simple as that okay i mean um let's see so you And that's something that you could do like once a week. It doesn't have to be immediately they follow me and then I go do that because that just like yeah. is real start stoppy energy. No, I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, and I know your account has been growing. I don't remember how fast, so I can't say this is totally doable, but I feel like it is. Yeah, no, Between it's- Between that- I have all the action. So I think that's I, yeah. No, I think that's a. I think that's doable at what what's happening right now on it. I had a was it like a month or two ago? I had those two reels that went really big, and I was getting like two hundred followers a day. So I think if and that happened for like a couple of weeks. So I think if if it was like that right now, that might not be doable. But I'm back to like maybe twenty a week again so well and like maybe you don't say i have to do everyone but yeah. like if i get 200 in a week for a while maybe i go through and i do the first five or ten yeah okay like it's it's not a requirement you don't you don't know who's gonna be the the great person to invite so it's just about the habit of doing it yeah okay 
I think if you did that, you could probably double, let's see, if you invited 20 people a week, that'd be 80 a month-ish, let's say 90. I would be willing to bet that at least half, but let's go lower than that. Let's say a third. So you get 30 okay. people from doing that a month. Okay. Yeah. And then you're not doing festivals every month. So let's average that out. So 10 a month for that. And then posting the, the pinned post yeah. plus uh, calls to action every so often throughout your month. Maybe you said like two. So that's, that's doubling. We're at 42 people a month. Yeah. Joining your email list. I know a lot of your sales come from your email list. Yeah. A lot of my sales are repeat. But also part of that is because your email is so strong because you're not, it's not just about the numbers. It's about the relationship, yeah. but even yeah. that little piece of relationship, like I, I really do genuinely want to say thank you. Yeah. I think gives you a little bit of that. Okay. I like this. Yeah. I just kind of went off on a tangent and started talking about growing your email list. <laughs> That's okay. You didn't even ask about that. Was there something <laughs> that you wanted to know about today or? Um, I, I didn't have anything. Honestly, I didn't have anything real specific or burning on my mind. Um, I'm just kind of getting ready. I got into a couple group shows and then I have this show at the wine bar. So I actually... It's so funny. I feel like this happens every summer where I'm like, ah, I'm going to have a kind of a carefree summer with nothing like no deadlines, no. <laughs> and I can take my time getting ready for the fall festivals. And then like out of nowhere, it's like, bam, 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 which is great, <laughs> great problem to have. I'm not complaining, but it's, um, it's just funny how that works out. Uh, but um, there's a a, there's a gallery in Hapeville, which is down by the airport in Atlanta. Um, Hape, H-A-P-E. Oh. Yeah, I know, not Hape. That's a terrible name. <laughs> like, what an awful name for a city. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they have a, it's a brewery there, and they have a gallery in the brewery, and the curator is a, um, is a local artist. He does a wonderful job curating shows for the gallery there and they um give the artist a hundred percent of the commission they do oh, not wow. take any commission and I it's one of the first shows I ever got into when I was like you know really gunning to make this happen and I sell work there every time I have work there I sell I sell not all of it but I sell something yeah. um yeah. so we have a very supportive art community there um as a result. Um, so I do very well there. So I'm excited about these two exhibits, um, but they are kind of like, um, what should I say? How should I say this? Um, they like their specific, they're like theme specific shows. Like, so the, the one is the painted on the, the vinyl, the record, the vinyl records, that's the one show. Um, and then they invited me to another show that's in July where we do a self-portrait. And, you know, I used to do self-portrait narratives before I did mm -hmm. abstracts. 
So I, I kind of got excited about doing another self-portrait, but I did kind of in the back of my mind was like, you know, this, I always joke that like my art is so um, varied, you know, I have, I have Extremes. my monocle. Yeah. It's like, I have these abstracts in the antique frames. I have these like, you know, uh, very real, you know, representational realist monoprints that I've been making that are like pop art, um, that are very different. And, you know, so part of me is kind of like, Ooh, is this too different than the rest of, or is this going to look too disjointed? I guess. Could you do it on a record? The self-portrait? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could do, I could do it with an antique frame. I could do it with whatever I want. <laughs> There's no, yeah. yeah, I mean, like all of that is like totally up to me, which, yeah, maybe I should do an antique frame. I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. And what kind if of it was, um, I don't want to tell you how to make art, but I'm just throwing things out there. Uh, what if like part of it was abstracted with your antique frame, but then like you drew in this face, like you, you like to do with yeah. pen or something. And yeah, just a thought. I don't know. Um, I don't, I know that that bothers you and this is going to sound weird probably to Sophie that I'm saying this, but like, mm -hmm. Daisy's worked really hard on finding one style a couple of times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and the more she does them in different seasons, she feels called to go back to yeah. certain ones that she's done before. And the mm. more she does that, the more they merge together. Yeah, right. that's true. That is very true. Um. So while you say they're disjointed and I completely get why you would say that, they don't feel very disjointed to me. Because even with the records, there's some, if I'm remembering correctly, I feel like there's an abstract background with the pen. And yeah. then the, the abstract on the frame, you've brought the frames into the monoprints and like they're just slowly becoming more and more alike while still being different yeah I think that yeah I think that's very fair that's very fair so um it's so interesting so even though I'm you know still new on my journey I only already feel that it as I my feeling change so after a while like recently I'm thinking oh I feel good and then I the flowers are everywhere in this season I'm like maybe I should go back to paint a flower. You know, it's, it's like what Jessica is saying. However, I also do start to find the common thread. You know, I like to yeah. paint things that's in fluid shape. You know, like I, just things like you can always see the emotions in it because emotion doesn't necessarily mean it's turbulence or chaotic. It can be also soft and soothing. But so Jessica, I completely appreciate while you were saying, I actually have a question for Daisy, but I'll wait for you to finish your session with Jessica first. Sure. What um, are we talking about? Um, <laughs> I was just gonna. I was just gonna add. <laughs> you were. You were. You were saying about the common thread, and I 
I was just going to add on to that because it made me think because we've I know we've had this conversation so many times, Jessica, <laughs> is that it's like you it doesn't matter if it's different. If it's me, it's going to always I'm always going to gravitate towards things that resonate with me. And so over mm -hmm. time, it will always be representative of me. So I think that idea has helped me let go of because I mean, I like I think art school is part of the problem. Like art school just like bangs it in your head. Like you have to have a style. You have to have, you have to be recognizable. If you sat your artwork in a room full of other artwork that I could look at it and go, that's a Daisy Ann Dixon painting right there. You know what I mean? Like, I think they just like drill that into your head so much that it like creates this, like, I don't know. It, it it's its own <laughs> well first issue. of all if you put any one of your styles in a room full of other art I could point it I could pick it out easily yeah yeah um but I think what you're trying to say is that it was a overtime thing that you you felt like they were telling you you had to have a style and yeah that created more tension than being helpful yeah and you can't help but have a style right like i mean once you create on your own enough and you're not academically learning specific things like today we're going to learn whatever once you're on your own creating your work you can't help but have a style because it's just like handwriting right it's like yeah. it's it's going it's you no matter what um, the other thing I want to point out about Daisy's flip-flopping from thing to thing is like she stays in it for a little bit. Like she explores mm -hmm. that idea. She takes the time to really like get in there for a while, couple months, two, three months. And then she goes to the next thing. It's not just like daily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I will say too, like there's things too that I do on the side that I don't share, like on my Instagram to, because mm -hmm. if I shared all of the, all of the various random things that I get into, it would, people would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 Who is this person? <laughs> it's like, cause I'm, I mean, I'm just all over the place and I think creative people are in general, but yeah. I, I definitely learned to kind of filter what. I feel ready. Part of it is what I feel ready to share. And part of it, is, like with the gel printing, I've been doing gel printing for three years now, but I only just started sharing those within the last, I don't know, maybe year, a little more than a year, because part of it, it was, I was, I taught myself how to, how to do this technique. So part of it was like, I didn't feel like I knew enough of what I was doing or ready enough to share of what I was making that I felt like confident enough to show it. Um, so uh, there's part of that with every experience. I think most artists do that when you're experimenting with something is that you, you do have to hit a point where you feel ready to share it. Yeah. So, but that, but anyways, yeah, there's, there's been, I try to keep them a little clustered. <laughs> so it's not, which I think maybe could be cool back to the email list thing. If the, the current thing you are doing was reflective of that screensaver. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great idea because, um, I'm working today, I'll be working on one of my vinyl paintings and I can make a digital 
I could make a digital download of that um, mm -hmm. part of that painting anyways. And, make and it then we had also talked about last habit. I'm throwing one more in there. Okay. You're going to email that download out to your current subscribers also. Yes. Yes. When you do that, the call to action is if you know anyone who would love this download, forward it to them. Okay. Does that work? Then they can yes. just download it. But it's still better than nothing. Yeah. That's not them joining your email list, but that's finding you. Yeah. Which could lead to that. Yeah. I'm going to try to, so, so the ironic part, this is totally random. The ironic part about the vinyl record that I'm painting, it's Tori Amos and the show opening is June 23rd and she's in concert in Atlanta, June 23rd. <laughs> oh, that's cool. No. So I was like, Cause I was, uh, it was so funny. I was like, oh my God, she's coming to Atlanta, you know, cause I've been painting this and listening to all her albums again. And like, just whole, like reliving my whole like high school, basically when I was first introduced to this album. And, um, and then I was like, man, you know what? I was like, I wonder if she's going to be on tour time. Cause she tours all the time. I was like, surely she's going to be touring. And then I saw June 23rd and I was like, I got all excited. I was like, I'm going to buy tickets. I'm going to, and then I looked at my calendar and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> It's the opening for this show. I can't go, but I, I really want that. you to make some. <laughs> I, I would love for you to make some um, posts about that and tag her will. in them with the album because we had talked about that as well. Like, yes, tagging her. I so I I did tag her in a story yesterday of the sketch because I've sketched it out on a vinyl record and I tagged her in the record, Keep and then. It. I, yeah. And I was like, okay, so I'll make some reels of painting it and then I'll just keep tagging her. I was like, oh, well, I was, you know, I'm sure it's not her. I'm sure it's someone who manages her right. social media. So I, I, it made me feel better to know I wouldn't be annoying her. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it could be really cool to like show them the journey yeah. of this artwork that you are making about them. Yeah. Maybe something happens with it. Maybe it doesn't but I still think you absolutely should. I so I'll tell you this, this is ironic. So I am connected with this musician slash artist who lives in New York. He is a Broadway drummer and he knows Florence Welsh. Like he's actually mm. met her and made music with her. And Florence and the Machine is the other album that I'm painting. And he like, is an actual connection with her. So in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm totally going to tag her. And then like, and that, cause we talk all the time and, and we message each other all the time. Cause he's an artist in New York too. So, um, I, I am definitely tagging her and like, I, I feel like there's a good chance she might actually see it if I tag her. So I was like, we'll just, we'll see. <laughs> I have a confession to make. <laughs> I was, I've always been like, I don't really get Florence and the Machine. Just don't really, really get it. But then, I, yeah. But then last night I was sitting in my kitchen and her song came on and the one of her songs came on and the lyrics to the song were on my yeah. Alexa. And yeah. I was reading them and I was like, I feel so much more connected to this music now that I'm actually hearing or seeing the words. Yeah. 
Side she's note. but i was like whoa okay i see i think i see it now yeah she's a from i'm huge into lyrics and so i think mm-hmm. that's why i love her music and tori tori amos I, all the music i love is very like lyric it, it based i love poetry and so lyrics that are like poetry to me or resonate in some kind of like deep emotional way that i like because like i just yeah. can't i just verbally can't express myself that's why i'm a painter <laughs> so music is the same for me but um it it just speaks to me so much so i i'm definitely like for me it's the lyrics that that really get me yeah into- and i want to point out yeah. If you're a musician, the, the art, can you not hear me? I can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, the, the three ideal art buyer circles. Yeah. Sometimes I like to say, okay, who's your favorite band? Yeah. Do you have any connection to them? Like, are they from your province? Are they, um, I don't know, you know, someone who's in the band or who knows them or what, like, do you have that connection? Do you have that connection to their message, like what they're trying to share with the world? Like, um, for example, Green Day is very anti-establishment. Like, do you connect with that? Do you connect with yeah. the style of music and the lyrics yeah. of the music? So sometimes I think it's helpful to even think about it outside of ourselves as artists and see that those connection points still resonate no matter what the thing is. So we yeah. can see what are our connection points a little bit better. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, to recap, email habits that we said we were gonna do. Genuine thank you to new followers. Yes. Pin uh, download to top three. Um, Forward this download to someone. art fairs or just in-person events calls to action you're out do we miss anything did i miss anything i think that's it i think the genuine thank you to new followers is going to have the biggest impact for you but all the other ones add up yeah for sure Um, did you get what you need to do anything else? Yeah. No, I feel good. Thank you. Cool. Sophie, you had a question. What was your question? Uh, yeah. So Daisy, you were saying earlier that you were doing something and then you were getting like 200, uh, new followers uh, a week. So my question is, where do these new followers come from? Is it because through the hashtag and your post reach them and they like your art? Um, I, that's a really good question. I don't, I had two, I had two reels at the same time, both kind of blow up one, one hit like, uh, gosh, I think it kind of slowed down around half a million views. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, one got, that's a huge number. Yeah, it got, it got, um, 480,000 views and then the other one got just under 300,000 views and they both happened at the same time um so they were both kind of like just going crazy I'd never experienced anything like it um for both of those 
I think my personal opinion on why they did so well is the audio for one of them. I've noticed for me personally, what does best on my account, and I know this has been different for other artists, but what does best on my account are, and I, and this is, and I, it's very much in line with the person that I am. So I think I share a lot of stuff on there. So I think maybe that's why it does well is that I love these like awkward truths, these like funny, awkward truths that we all kind of do that we're kind of embarrassed to say we do, but we all are guilty of them. And so like mm -hmm. this particular audio was talking about like it, my toxic trait is, um, when I do something, I feel good, but I don't want to do something. So then I just feel bad. And the key to everything is just do something, you know? <laughs> and so mm -hmm. it's like, everyone is kind of like, it's relatable, but it's funny, but it's also like motivational and so true. Like there's a real right. kernel of like awkward truth there that we all are kind of like, yeah, I do that, you know? And when mm -hmm. I don't sit around and just be lazy, like, and make myself do something, it doesn't matter what I do. I do, I feel better. So I, I really think the audio, it wasn't just the audio was trending. The auto, the audio was trending because so many people could relate to it and it was funny. Um, but I think, I personally think that does well on my account because that's what I consistently share. So that's kind of like what the people who follow me, does that make sense? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know, yeah. I don't know much about the algorithm, but I do know that it works like that, you know? Yeah, no, definitely makes sense. I think there are many factors for a reel to do well. I think I'm particularly interested in one thing because there's the content part, right? And what you said was really helpful. But also I'm curious, like in order for our reel to have the possibility to be seen by certain people, that's through hashtag, right? Like if people are not following us, like no people outside of our of our hashtag we use could they possibly see our reel i actually it and could i be just, hashtag but i think it's the i audio. just double checked uh both of those reels have no hashtags on them both of them oh okay okay i do not know that because i i find what happened with my thing is that because most of my hashtag i realized at least the people who respond to me or like my thing is they are artists themselves. So they're not art buyers because I always use, say, you know, say contemporary art or something like that, right? For example. So I find it's, I'm, my hashtag, I'm sending it to artists instead of art art buyers. And I don't, I do not know what hashtag I should be using. And I do uh, not I don't know think hashtags are very important. So I think hashtags oh. have gone kind of by the wayside. Um, and Instagram is now an SEO. It's working like Pinterest, like a search engine. So even though, so the most important thing that I think I have learned with how Instagram is working now at this point in time anyways, because it seems to change all the time, um, is that when I type in the caption, my message that I'm trying, my message that speaks to the people that I'm trying to reach my reels do better because it's a search engine. And so even though there's no hashtags there, 
Instagram and the algorithm are jumbling up all those words and they're making some kind of sense of it and they're showing it to the other people who have liked or commented on other content that has those See. same ideas. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. right. Okay. So okay. I am very I am very aware when I'm writing my captions of who I'm speaking to and the type of people like me that I'm speaking to. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's helpful. Jessica, we so the say one yeah, the, the one tweak that I would make to your content is it's all very aspirational. Like this is exactly what I want to be doing every day and life is perfect. And I think that there's value in that, but also like what's really happening? Like, who are you and what are you thinking and what do you care mm -hmm. about? And maybe mm -hmm. why is your day not going as good? Like if yeah. it feels mm -hmm. too perfect, people don't relate to it as much. Yeah, that's so true. <clears throat> so maybe a little, maybe a little bit of mix in there of, here's what I'm thinking about. I just don't know. And it's kind of confusing and I don't know what to do about it. And, but I'm going to figure it out. It'll be all right. Blah, 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 blah. Vulnerability basically. Well, yeah, and that comes, I think that goes back to what I was discussing about why I think that audio did so well is that it, 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 that audio is kind of like a, a like a confession, right. Of like, we. Audio, we you mean your, your, your voice, uh, over what do you mean audio oh no no the audio that i used on that reel that did so well in the music no it was an actual audio where this guy was just saying okay. how his toxic trait is you know this you know needing to basically do things and i and i think it goes back to like there was a vulnerability in that and that uh, like this like imperfectness because I, I think that more and more people are responding positively to like, let's be real and let's be authentic and like show those parts of ourselves that aren't Instagram perfect. Um, mm. And I, I think that resonates with a lot of people. I, I, it resonates with me personally. Right. So, so Sophie, maybe your homework for this is to go on Instagram and just scroll like you normally do. Don't try to do anything special. And just see mm -hmm. what pulls you in and look at their account, see what you like about it. Um, how do they talk? What are their images or their reels like? Like what draws you in about that account? Maybe make a couple notes, do it again. Like just see yeah. what are you really pulled toward? Because that's going to help yeah. you decide what do I want to post? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I do have another call in about six minutes. So I'm going to go see um, why my son is crying downstairs. I heard my mom come in, so he's okay, but I'm going to go check on him. Uh, it was lovely talking to you all. Um, yes. We'll do this again in two weeks. And if you have questions about anything we talked about or something else, put them in Slack. Sounds okay, good. great. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, bye, girls. Bye. Bye.